Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Monday, February 1st, and I'm going to be talking about the Senior Bowl today, talking about some of the players who I think uh, raised their draft stock, did some nice things from what I've heard and from what I've seen from the game. Talking about some of the big NFL news, I do have a big a big trade that happened to over the weekend, and then I'll be talking about as the NFL awards or the NFL honors, pretty much talking about who I think is going to win MVP, offensive player of the year, defense player of the year, all those awards, and then and then I might answer some of you guys' questions. So yeah, let's let's get to it. So first, we're going to be. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about the the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl uh, happened this weekend. If you guys don't know what the Senior Bowl is, it's pretty much a an All Star game, sort of, sort of a college All Star game game for the for some of the top uh, college players who are going on to the NFL. NFL. Some some years, uh, you might or you might not have heard about it before because. Not a whole lot of players playing it because some players might be concerned about injuries or they they feel like or they don't want to do something that could hurt their draft stock. So so you you might might have never heard of it before. But but it pretty much the parents they take the best players in college, they invite a bunch bunch of guys they come out for for a week to uh, mobile alabama and then they uh, practice in front of nfl teams and coaches and scouts and they also have uh, two teams two teams that are uh, coaching up coaching up the players players that this year they they had the uh, dolphins and the and the panthers dolphins and the panthers so for the Panthers, you obviously have Matt Rule and his coaching staff. And then you had uh, Brian Flores with his coaching staff to try to pick teams with uh, high draft picks because uh, they, they want to get to know their players. And then other teams, they, they send us scouts and scouts to the games to watch and talk to players. So... So, but uh, this year it's really interesting because there's no com- NFL Combine. Uh, the NFL Combine, it's where the players. If you don't know what that is, also it's where a bunch of the big draft prospects they go and do a bunch of tests and drills in front of the coaches. Coaches, they don't. They're they're not in full pads. They're they're just in workout clothes and then they just do drills. So. And uh, this year, there's there's no combine. Combine they they felt like it's best to do it to, like virtually, so they'll have the players individually send s- drills to the to the coaches. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're still having pro days, pro days, and so and a pro day is where the uh, the coaches and scouts they just go to the to the players' school. And then they do, 
and they do stuff for them. So drills. So, but uh, talking about the senior bowl though, though um, uh, some some of the players that really impressed me, me in the senior bowl, bowl uh, was one. The first person was Kelmond. Kelmond. He he also won the MVP for this game. He had a he had a pretty good performance. He had. I think he had one touchdown down and okay uh, I'm trying to pull up the stats from the game right here okay right here here at Calamon he was 13 and 25 had 173 yards and two touchdowns downs in Calamon here He's a he's an interesting prospect. He he has a a bunch of talent and skill to be a great NFL quarterback, and at Texas A&M, at times he showed what he can do, but also at time, but he also was very inconsistent at times, and that's and that's pretty much what's hurt his draft stock. He you you've seen him. Seen what he can do, you know what he can do, but can he do it at a consistent rate, at a high rate, especially in the NFL? He has the skill and talent to do it, and and he, I would say he's a he's a true project. Project. He has the skills, but can you use? Can you can you get him to use it? Every pretty much every game, so so uh, right uh, before I had him as a sixth round prospect, fifth to sixth round, and I would say he he, had, he made a lot of nice throws, throws, and I write arose him to a to a fourth round prospect. I've seen some people say he could go in the second or third round. I think maybe that's a little bit of a stretch for me but again it's not about what I think it's about what the coaches and the scouts think think they're they're the ones that make all the decisions for the players so so the players all you gotta do is go out there and prove that you belong that's 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 what you can do so so yeah, Mac Jones. He didn't play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, he hurt his ankle. I, I'm pretty sure in practice, but in the time before he got injured, he, from what it sounds like, he had a really good, uh, good week of practice. A lot, of, a lot of the coaches were impressed with his ability to read defenses and make quick decisions, which that's what you need as an NFL quarterback. And and this is the thing. Thing about Alabama. Alabama, and this I'm not trying to discredit him or anything, but at Alabama, he had one of the best teams around him, and and he had all day to throw in the NFL. He's probably not going to have all day to throw, so so you you have to be able to make split second decisions, and from what it sounds like, he he did a nice job doing that during practice. And I, I think that 
Rose's draft stock. I have him as a late, late first round, second round pick right now. Now, before I had him as that true second round pick, but I could see a team, some teams in the teams that really need a quarterback uh, taking them. It, it's it's hard to say right now. Now I, I'm I'm gonna do, try to do a mock draft uh, after the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, it's kind of hard right now until we know where free agents are going and all that. So, so, but I I I wouldn't be surprised if he win the first round. First round. So he had a great week in practice. Another player that impressed me was Des uh, Fitzpatrick from Louisville. Uh, he made some some nice catches on the sidelines. Lines in the game, he had six receptions for 90 yards. Great game for him. Uh, Michael Carter from North Carolina. Uh, he's he's been he had a really solid season this year. He had uh, I'm I'm pretty sure over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, yeah, he had uh, 12,000 yards, nine touchdowns, 25 receptions for 267 yards. Really, really, really solid year. Average eight yards a carry. Now, that, that's really good. Can you do that at the next level? Remains to be seen, but he, he had a really nice, uh, really nice uh, senior bowl. Uh, Carlos Basham. I don't. I'm pretty sure he didn't play in the game, but from what it sounds like, from reports, and again, so I'll admit some of these. It's not. I am fortunately didn't see it. See it. I didn't have NFL Network, so it was hard to watch the practice. I watched some of the highlights, and again, highlights. They're that's what they're called. They're called highlights. They don't normally show the bad in a player. So I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. Salt, but just from what it sounds like. So, so he had a he did a nice job getting off the edge. Edge. I could see the Buffalo Bills maybe getting him. We need. We could probably use another edge rusher, especially if Epineza doesn't work out. And I'm not trying to hate on him. It's his first year, like. An example is uh, Hassan Reddick. Reddick, he was a first-round linebacker out of Temple. His first three years, he didn't do a whole lot. And then this year, he he just went off. I, don't, I think maybe from what it sounds like, it was uh, he, they, he wasn't in the best position before. He didn't really get to do what he was good at. Whether it was scheme or scheme, but he he did really well this year, showing what what he was drafted to do. So, so maybe that works for Epineza. But at, at Mari Rogers, he, uh, he was uh, the best receiver for uh, for Clemson this year. I think. I think I have him as a fourth to fifth round prospect. He. He had four receptions for 23 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he, he did catch a 
one touchdown in like the back of the end zone. That was really nice. Nice. Uh, and 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 this is a player I I really want to talk about. Quinn, um, Miner, Minars, Miners. I I could be pronouncing that wrong. I should. That's my my bad. I should probably figure out how to say his name. Uh, he was an off, offensive lineman from Wisconsin Whitewater. And a lot of you, you might be like, where's Wisconsin Whitewater? Well, it, you can probably guess it's from in Wisconsin, but it's a Division three school. A Division three school. School in there. And they have actually been a, a pretty solid uh, a team in Division three. Three Wisconsin Whitewater. And they've actually produced couple of NFL players I believe um Jake Kumaro uh, if you if you're a Bills fan you probably remember him he caught a a touchdown against the Broncos and then sadly was cut the next the next week week cuz uh John Brown came back came back but I I'm pretty sure he went to uh Wisconsin Whitewater did he I'm pretty sure he did yeah, but, but this is great to see uh, a bunch of, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Interesting. Now, okay, now this is pretty cool. Pretty cool. He, he went to the high school I would have gone to if I stayed in Illinois, I think. I have, I have no idea. I left Illinois when I was Chicago. Chicago, Illinois, when I was four, but he went to the same high school that I I probably would have gone to if I stayed in there. I moved around a couple times, so I have no idea. But but that that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, but but Wisconsin Whitewater for football. Football. From what I've heard, I have no idea. The only D three school I've really paid attention to is is um Mount Union in Ohio. They've done really well. But let's see. For football. Oh, so this. Oh, this is where the coach at Buffalo came from. I didn't even know that. Uh, the uh, Lepoids, uh, for for the co- the coach for uh, for the Buffalo Bulls, he, I didn't even know this. He, that's where he came from, and I and I heard he's won a bunch of championships in twenty thirteen. They won their fifth national championship and had four straight undefeated seasons. So, so a little bit football. They won. They've won a championship in 2014, 13, 2011, 2010, 2009, and 2007. So just a little bit something to know. No, no, but uh, that that's pretty interesting. But uh, talking about him, him, he pretty much he was. If you if you saw some of the highlights, uh, he was bullying, literally bullying, all these Division One players, 
Uh, I'm trying to remember his name from Pitt. It was a defensive lineman from uh, Pitt. Uh, I, I, for, I forgot his name. Name. I'm not gonna try to hurt hurt him or anything, but pretty much he he was bullying him. He he was getting pancake blocks. He he was pushing players around. He he was looking like an NFL offensive lineman. And seeing him coming out of D three, that's really great to see. Just just prove, and this is just another thing to prove. Obviously, he hasn't been drafted yet, and I'm not trying to bring him down, and he hasn't obviously made the league yet. But this just proves that it doesn't it it, it doesn't matter where you you play your JUCO D one D two D three. If you can play football, go go play football. Go go prove everyone wrong that you that you deserve to be at to be playing at a higher level, and that's what he does. He got the opportunity, and he's. T- taking advantage of it and i would say he's raised the draft stock a lot i, I would say he's a say he's a fifth to sixth round prospect now i've seen people say he's a second to third round we'll, we'll we'll see about that that but he's done a nice job and that's that's great to see i'm wishing him the best buffalo bills could use an offensive lineman so i wouldn't mind taking him later in the draft so Wishing him the best. Uh, Richie Grant, a safety from UCF. He was flying all over the field from what I've heard. Uh, Demetric Felton. Uh, so he, he's he's pretty much a running back receiver hybrid. He played running back at UCLA, but he was also more, used, used more as a, like a receiving back, I would say. Say he's 5'8", which... And I'm not trying to say anything, but that that's small. But there's been small running backs that have proved that size, that your height doesn't matter. <laughs> matter. Uh, yeah, he's a five five eight two hundred. He's two hundred pounds. Well, he's five ten. Okay. From one report I saw, it said he was 5'8", but maybe he's 5'10". 10, ten let, let me see, the senior bowl measurements. So what... Five nine one eighty nine. Okay, that's okay. So that's what was his uh, measurements at the Senior Bowl. From it sounds like. So okay. So it looks like he lost eleven pounds. Pounds, but but he he should be a great receiving threat. Guy that can run the ball, but also can line up as a receiver. Receiver, so he can do a little bit of both. That 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 uh, helps your value a little bit. If you can play multiple positions, uh, teams love that. Love that. Uh, just like Taysom Hill, like he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can pass. Wait, well, that's pass the ball, it's throwing. Uh, I mean, catch the ball. Um, he he can do it all. I've seen him on putt team. 
I think. I think he got a block one time, a pump block. He, he can do everything. So, so yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something he can do. Maybe not throw the ball, but be a receiver or receiver. Depends on the formation and all that, but but that's something you can work with. And then Kader, then the last player is uh, Kadarius Tony. Tony, now. T- what he really showed at his uh, as pro day, or not pro day, uh, at the senior bowl, was his route running ability. He was getting open. Open. I did see one play where he dropped the ball, and I don't think he, he ever uh, dropped a pass in the, at Florida. I could be wrong about that, but I don't, I don't believe he did. But also, uh, but this year is where he really broke out. He only had 10 receptions, 25, 15 before that, and then this year, 70 receptions. But I don't think he ever dropped a pass. Pass. The real question is, what's his 40 time going to be? Somebody said he ran a 4-7 as a freshman. Freshman. And he obviously could have got faster. Faster, that's... That's going to be the interesting thing. Somebody projects him as a 4-4, four, four, a 4-6, four, 4-5, four, 4-5-6. Four, so we, we don't really know. Okay, so Eric Ray in a 4-6-9 coming out of high school. So, and he's, he's he probably easily has gone faster than that. So, so you don't just uh, you don't really get slower as you get older. At least, well, I mean, you you get what I mean. But uh, so, but uh, but yeah, he uh, he did drop from one of the highlights I saw. He did drop a pass, but like he he got so open, you can't be dropping those, those passes. I bet it was just one of those, but but still, still he he has a crazy route running, route running. So he'll be he'll be an interesting prospect to to watch. Watch Evan as a second to the third, though he could go in the first round. I would say it depends on the the scheme fit. So. Okay, so now I'm going to be uh, talking about one of the big trades that happened uh, this weekend. Uh, if you if you haven't been paying attention to the news or you just were busy that on Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, Sunday if you were just somehow didn't get the news, uh, Matthew Stafford has been uh, traded to the L.A. Rams. Matthew Stafford. He, he pretty much grew frustrated with the Detroit Lions, and he wanted to get out. He's he'll be thirty three next year. He still has a lot of football left in him, but it he's been with them since two thousand and eight, I believe, to, or two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So he's been there for eleven, twelve years. 
and unfortunately hasn't been able to do a whole lot. Lot and or or I mean he has done a whole lot, but I mean he hasn't. What I'm trying to say is he hasn't been able to win a lot of games. So and he he's grew frustrated with the Lions organizations. We we've seen it with past players. We've seen it with Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and and the Lions need a need to uh, stop making their players angry and their fans. So, so, but, but I would say they wouldn't be too angry with the trade. They gave up Matthew Stafford and you're thinking, and this is what they received for Matthew Stafford. Uh, two few, uh, 2022 first. So not this, this upcoming draft, but the following draft, draft the Rams that they traded their first round pick this year for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and then they traded a 2023 first. So two first round picks, future first round picks, a 2021 third, a third pick round pick this year. That's, that's pretty good. And then Jared Goff. Now that's the downside. He, he, and here's, and I'm not trying to hate on him or anything. Thing. He was just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, had a great season. And then and these last two years hasn't been the best. Best he has signed a big contract, and that's part of the reasons uh, why the and the Rams uh, wanted to get rid of him, but they couldn't uh, release him because there there would have been a big dead cap on them, and they're already in some cap trouble right now. So only way to get rid of him was to trade him, and they trade him to the Rams, or I mean to the Lions. Lions, I don't know if he's in the Lions' future or if that was just another perk. Personally, I wouldn't give up on him yet. Yep. I... Um, um, but you're also paying him a lot of money to not... to do... Uh, and not doing what, you, do, what you're hoping he can do. So... At the Lions, and they're going to be in a little bit of trouble this year. Kenny Galladay is supposed to be a free agency, a free agent. I don't expect him to come back. Uh, Marvin Jones is supposed to be a free agency, free agent as well. Uh, Lions, like they got, at least they got a, a a quality quarterback back. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people hate on him a little too much. I agree, he he might not be worth his contract, but I'd still still say he's starter quality. Yeah. Starter quality. So, so who knows? Maybe he's part of the Lions' future. Maybe he they just got him just so they could get two first, future first. First, it will be interesting to see see what they can do with Dan Campbell, uh, first time head coach, uh, and. Well, I, it wasn't him, I don't think. Or did they have it? GM. Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes. He's the. He's the GM. He's he was signed not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. And he's one of the youngest GMs, forty-one years old. And he made his first big move.
And I would say if you're a Lions fan, like, it stinks. You're moving on from Stafford. He's doing great things for you guys. But you also understand that it might have been time to move on. So, so yeah. And also something else to note. The last first-round pick that the Rams had was in 2016, and that was Jared Goff. Sean McVay, I, I don't know. No, and but here's why I got to give him credit. He's he's been able to find talent outside the first round, and and he's kind of pulling that a uh, Patriots, I would say Patriots look or not look, what they they normally did. Did they they always traded out of the first round? It seemed like I tried to get more picks, picks and. If you're a young team, maybe, or you, or something like that, or there just isn't really a, a true player you need or someone you think you can get later, later you you try to trade back or something. But and but this is not really a trade back. It's more trading for another player. They, the Rams, they 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 are a Super Bowl contender. Tender, I would say. They, as I think they. That, yeah, out they they are a Super Bowl contender. They have amazing defense. Matthew Stafford's a, a really good quarterback, and I think can get them back to the Super Bowl. Uh, Cam Akers is young, and I think can think can uh can develop nicely, especially in year two. Two, they got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. They they got they got a solid team, and I would say this they're. And just like a couple years ago, they they're just trying to win the Super Bowl. They have the team right now. They've been in salary cap trouble. Haven't been really been able to change the roster fully, but they know that they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl, and that's what he's trying to do there. So, so yeah, that's that's a. I would say, I would say it's a win win for each team. So, and now I'm going to be uh, talking about the the awards, awards pretty much all MVP, offensive player of the year, defense player of the year, pretty much who I think I who I think is going to win it, and then try to just give a reasoning why why I'm not just going to say the names fully, or not just say uh whatever. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but uh, that brings me to my first, first, or the first award I'm going to talk about: MVP, Most Valuable Player. It's given to the best player in the league, typically. This year, it was a uh, Matthew Stafford. A lot of people are saying it should be Patrick Mahomes. Again, I've I've seen people say Patrick Mahomes, and I think, and he just proves it again and again. Again, he's the best quarterback in the league, but it's not MVP is not supposed to go to the best player. I know it sounds weird. It's the most valuable player. You can be the best player on your team or in the league, but if you're not really helping your team that much, it 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 doesn't do a whole lot. But like here's an example. 
example, a lot of people people said uh, Christian McCaffrey should uh, should uh, win the MVP. Pete, uh, his team unfortunately uh, didn't do well this year, and then he also got hurt. But uh, or I think it was last year, last year at some point this year, this year he people were like Christian McCaffrey should win MVP based on his stats. He had a great stats and everything. But unfortunately, his team's not winning. I would say the biggest requirement to be MVP is your team has to make the playoffs. And that's not trying to hit hate on him as a player. Player, And he, he is a valuable part of that team. But but in the end, it's it's going to the winners. Aaron Rodgers, they, they had a first-round bye this year, got all the way to the NFC Championship, wasn't able to get it done. Aaron but it's also a a regular season award. They I'm pretty sure they vote right after the regular season. So there's no like playoff bias. Like if somebody goes off or somebody has a bad game in the regular or in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers though, he he did not have a bad game. Game his his worst game this year was against uh Tampa Bay. Bay, where he had two interceptions in uh, week five, I think it was, or week six. Week six against Tampa Bay, he was 16-35, had a 45% completion percentage and two picks, sat four times, that was his worst game. And then he had games where four touchdowns, four touchdowns, four touchdowns, four, five, six, six games with four or more touchdowns. Er, seven, I think? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, actually. <laughs> Seven games. Almost half of his games had four or more touchdowns. Downs, he, was, he helped carry that team. Devontae Adams was nice as well. As well, but it pretty much this year, year uh, there were concerns about if Aaron Rodgers could do well. People thought he was on the, dec- on the decline last year. And... Then they drafted Jordan Love. People were concerned if he was part of the future. And they just went out there and proved he was. So, so uh, that's great for him. Him, he uh, finished the year with 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. And that's just passing. Did he have any rushing touchdowns? Uh, rushing, rushing. 2020 rushing. He had three rushing touchdowns, so that's 51 total touchdowns this year. Here, which is crazy. I, I think, is that including playoff or regular season? Oh, okay, that's just regular season. So, yeah, he had a great year. Year 42,000 yard. Or, wait, wait, no, it's, uh, he had uh, 49 or 4,300 yards. 48 touchdowns, five picks. Threw an interception only on 1% of its throws. Throws. So pretty much 99 out of 100 of his passes were picks. That's pretty solid. Uh, 
And then moving on, we got the offense player of the year. It, uh, it was, I would say Derrick Henry deserves it. He had a dominant season. He had 2,000 yards. Yards, I believe only like how many, how many teams? How many at running back, or not how many teams, how many running backs have there been with 2,000 yards? I think only like 10 or 12 in the history of the NFL with 2,000 yards. Chris Johnson had 2,000 yards. Uh, Derrick Henry this year. Yards, Eric Dickerson did, Terrell Davis, Barry Sanders, Jamal Lewis, Adrian Peterson. Sent very, not, not, very, very few running backs have had at 2,000 yards, so that's great for him. Him, he, he helped uh, get them back to the playoffs. Playoffs this year. Here, how many... Touchdowns did Derrick Henry have? He had he had seventeen touchdowns this year, a career high, two thousand yards, career high, average five point four yards yards per attempt, uh, and he he had one hundred fourteen yards. Uh, receiving receiving 2,141 yards total for this season. Great. He had a great year. Year. And and a, a lot of people disc, discredit uh, Ryan Tannehill. He also had a big part in the Titans, Titans uh, offense as well. It's not just Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry, though, is a big part of their offense. And he had a great – Season this year, best running back, I would say. He just can run everyone over. It's not easy to bring it down. And unfortunately, when he was playing the Bills with Josh Norman, we, we saw that. You, you, it's, you gotta take, it takes three or four players to bring him down. Even that might not be enough. <laughs> so he had a great year. Deserves Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm, I'm between two players, Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Now, now this is where it becomes a lot hard, harder to decide. Aaron Donald, he's a he's an interior defensive lineman, so so it's a lot har- harder for him to get to the get to the get to the um, to the quarterback quarterback, and then T.J. Watt, he's a true edge rusher. Rusher, he had 15 sacks this year, two forced fumbles, two for or two yeah two forced fumbles. Uh, he also had one interception, and and he had 53 tackles this year, 23 tackles for loss, this year. Great, uh, he had a great year. Aaron Donald, he had, I think, 12 and a half sacks, sacks, which, which is still really good. Good. It's not his career high. He, he had, one season, in 2018, he had 
He had 20 and a half. This is his – or, no, he had 13 and a half this year. year. He had uh, 45 t- tackles, 14 tackles for a loss, 28 hits on the quarterback. So he was getting to the ball even if he wasn't getting sacked. T.J. Watt had 41 uh, hits on the quarterback. I'm – I and T.J. Watt last year, he had a great year. And then this year, he built upon it as well. Uh, he had two forced fumbles. He had eight forced fumbles last year, but uh, I'm talking, it's supposed to be about this year. Aaron Donald, I think he had four forced fumbles this year. Is that, is that correct? Four forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. I I, I think I'm going to ha- give it to, to Aaron Donald. And and either, I wouldn't be mad with either one of these guys. I think I'm going to go with Aaron Donald, though. No, he literally even when you double team him, it's not it's it's impossible. And I'm not trying to trying to say anything. Uh, in the one game when he was playing the Bills, T.J. Watt, he and again everyone has a bad game game, but in the in the one game I did watch T.J. Watt. What uh, against the Bills? He had uh, I don't I don't think he had it. He didn't he didn't have a sack at all. And uh, Daryl Williams, who had a great year for the Bills, Bills filling in for at right tackle. Uh, he 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 was a stopping TJ Watt. He did not let up a single sack. He was, he did a nice job blocking him. And Aaron Donald, I believe he had two sacks against the Bills. And again, it's one game, game. But Aaron Donald, I, he's he's a true game changer. It's there's nobody that can block him. T.J. Watt is great as well, as well. And he he also has some help with uh with uh Bud Dupree. And then when he went down, down that that hurt the Steelers a little bit. But I'm going with Aaron Donald. There, there. But I, if I wouldn't be mad with either of these players getting it, offense rookie of the year. It's between two players. We have Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. Justin Herbert broke a bunch of rookie records this year. Justin Jefferson became arguably a, or I would say not arguably. He, I would say he probably was a top ten receiver this year. Year he had, it was his rookie year. Year uh, the Steelers traded uh, Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. They're they're trying to find his replacement, and I would say in his first year he did just that: eighty-eight receptions, fourteen hundred yards, seven seven touchdowns, average sixteen yards per reception. Perceptions, uh, and and he he had a big game, game one game, one hundred seventy five yards, seven receptions, uh, eight receptions, one hundred thirty five yards, one hundred thirty three, nine receptions, 
he 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 was a he was making play some plays throughout the uh throughout the season for Minnesota and and I I really want to pick him for for rookie of the year or offensive rookie of the year year but it's but Justin Herbert he had a great year as well if if the Vikings made the playoffs I think I probably would have picked Justin Jefferson and neither the uh, neither neither team made made the playoffs so in the Chargers they they came close so many times to winning winning they uh, this year they just never could get it done but I I think I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert Herbert uh, but Justin Jefferson should definitely be in the conversation for runner-up so but he just had a dominant season and I, I think he has a bright future. And, and a lot of people called me cra- and and this is what I love to see about Justin Herbert. A lot of people called me crazy. I I literally had Justin Herbert over over uh, Tua in my in my uh, quarterback rankings. A lot of people called me crazy. I, I don't know why. When I just watched film on him, I just saw something in him. On him, and I'll admit, at times I did want to put him over Joe Burrow, and I'm not even joking about this. This a lot, a lot of you might be saying you're 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 lying right now. I I, I wish uh, I I I wasn't lying. I, I at times I I didn't. I still had Joe Burrow at number one, but at times I really wanted to. Literally puts Justin Herbert there. There. So, but he 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 had a great rookie year, and he has a bright future in in um in L. A. for the Chargers. Hopefully, they can back can uh, get back to the playoffs soon. And then defensive rookie of the year, uh, it was between two players. We had Chase Young. Versus Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin. He was a second round pick out of Indiana State or no Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. They're an FCS school. School. And and Chase Young. He had a great year. He had a seven and a half sacks. He had a couple forced fumbles. And a fumble recovery. He had he had a great season. Jeremy Chin though, though it, he came out of nowhere. He was flying all over the field, making plays, making tackles, tackles. Uh, he he's gonna be a a great player for 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 the Panthers. Not and I'm not comparing him to Luke Keekley, but he was acting like Luke Keekley flying over the field field as a safety and making plays so i you know i'm not i'm not maybe that's a bad comparison but i'm just that's exactly what but he was he was making plays and he, had, he has a very bright future uh, i did 
kind of want to put him as defensive rookie of the year. But I was I was watching a little film over both of them, and then this play by Chase Young is kind of what maybe just change it. His play against the the Steelers, where he where it was fourth and goal, fourth and goal, and this helped. I would say helped him when when the or or beat the Steelers when the Washington football team beat the Steelers on this one play. It was a, I think it was right before halftime. It was fourth and goal. They. Um, or it, it was a run play, fourth and goal. Uh, I believe they gave it to James Connor. Connor, or or was it? No, I think it was a Benny Snell. Snell and their fourth and goal. Go, yeah. Here I just pulled up the play. Fourth and goal, five thirty-eight left. Steelers were up by a touchdown. He makes a big stop. He tackles the player. Doesn't get in the end zone. Turnover on downs. That 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 that's one play that really stood out to me. Making making plays in big moments. So that and then that was the big reason why I I w- I really picked Chase Young over German Chin. Chin and it, it, if Chase Young didn't make that play. I think I would have considered putting Jeremy Chin, but that play is one of those moments. I try to treat it like the Heisman Trophy, sort of, where, you know, in the Heisman, they say, what was your Heisman moment? That's, that's exactly what I try to do. I try to find a moment where a player made a big play that, that's had, that helped their team either win a game or had a big impact on something. That's what I try to look for. And he he did that, and then so I'm going with Chase Young for defense rookie of the year, coach of the year. I I I know a bunch of you are gonna call me biased, so I'm not I'm not going to do this. I'm going with Kevin Stefanski. I want to put Sean McDermott. Dermott, he's done great things for the Bills, and if it was over a and it's it's supposed to be over one season, season. So it's kind of hard to put the bills, the bills there. When Tom Brady left, a lot of people projected the Bills to win the win the uh, division, and but people didn't know how good they were going to be, and they I would say they exceeded expectations, got all the way to the conference championship, and I would, and he's. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done great things for this team. One of the best coaches, most underrated coaches. Uh, and I really wanted to put him as coach of the year. But I have to give credit to Kevin Stefanski, Browns. They, it's just like the Bills, but um, they, they did even better. They, they made the playoffs for the first time. Time in like 17, 18 years, got into the playoffs, won the last game when it mattered. 
that's what they needed to do win the game in their end. That's what they did. And and unfortunately he was out for the first game due to COVID. A lot of people counted them out. The Browns out. And there's more not not saying he didn't have an impact, but he probably coached his players up up and but unfortunately for the first playoff game he was out. Steelers Steelers were supposed to crush the Browns. The Browns won, moved on. Then they made it to that moved on. They were playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs had a had a chance chance to win it. They fought hard, couldn't get it done with Kevin Stefanski. But turned that team from and it, it obviously wasn't fully him. Him there's been other coaches there as well. But in in one year He's done a nice job. Job. He he knew the Browns had some talent, and they just couldn't get the wins. But he was able to use that talent, and they were able to get the wins. And I got to give a bunch of credit, and that's and I think, especially. And I, and I think they, he deserves it. I hope if he doesn't win it, I hope I'm going with Sean McDermott. I was gonna go with Brian Flores, as well. Swell, but his team didn't make the playoffs. If his team made the playoffs, I think I would definitely pick him. Uh, last year, what, they win like four games or something this year. And then this year, they went 10-6, and six, had a great season. Oh, ha- had a chance in the playoffs in the end, but couldn't get it done. But I really would have uh, considered putting him. And then last... And then the last we got, comeback player of the year. I feel like there's only one answer for this. And and comeback player of the year, it's not about stats. A lot of people, if they if they look at the stats, I can see your argument on on. You might say. Well, he didn't do it, do anything, and I, I I see what you're trying to say, but the comeback player of the year. It's not about the stats; it's about a player battling the adversity, coming back, whether it's from an injury or a terrible season. How they responded, or maybe something happened. That's what the comeback player of the year is about. And Alex Smith, Smith, what what is he? Thirty thirty four now. Now he like two years ago he had a terrible injury against a terrible injury. We we didn't know what to expect from him. He might not have played football. He rehabbed, had he did everything he he did because he cared about the game. He right now he's thirty. He's a. Uh, 36, even older than I thought, 36. He, he didn't have to play football again, but he wanted to. He worked hard to get back and everything. Wasn't the starter right away. Right away, at, I believe it was Haskins. And then they also had to throw in, a, what's his name? Kyle, or Kyle Allen. And then... They really wanted him, and then he came in, 
And in his first game, first game, I, I, I hate to say it wasn't pretty. I, I, I was scared for him. He got sacked six times. Times he was, and I don't even remember how many times he was getting hit. It was it was not pretty at all, and I was like, oh no, don't don't get hurt again. And then a couple of weeks later, he comes back in, and didn't have the best game. Sadly, he was twenty four or thirty two, had seventy five yards, one touchdown, three picks. And it is not about the stats, though. This award is not about the stats. He had six touchdowns, eight picks, which is not great. But the point is, this is not about the stats. It's about overcoming the adversity, the challenge. He had, might not, he, he didn't have to play football. I remember watching a, a, I think it was like ESPN 30 for 30 or something on him. Uh, if you don't like seeing surgeries and all that, uh, I don't recommend watching it. <laughs> but, but still, but still, he. The uh, the fight in him, and you have to give credit where credit's due. He's a fighter, fighter, and I would say. Say he deserves comeback player of the year, and also, I want to add another candidate. Candidate Ron Rivera, fighting literally coaching this year while fighting cancer, as well. Uh, he he just announced I think last week it was that he beat cancer I I believe. Believe is that. Let me double check on that. He is, yep, he's five days ago. He announced he's cancer-free after a season-long battle. He was in the hospital and then came back to coach. Coach. And he he coached his team to the playoffs. Again, I know it was the A, NFC East, East and everybody could get in with the losing record. I get that, but that's not the point. It's about his fight. And and I would, he, he's an honorable mention for me. So, Ron Rivera, he's a great coach. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's trying to do something in Washington. I think he's a man. He's a person who can get it done. So, so and they got a bunch of questions this offseason, but Again, you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, hey, everybody. I want to uh, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate the support. Sorry, again, that was a long podcast. I just had a lot to talk about. Talking about the Senior Bowl, the NFL Awards, talking about the trade. Trade had a whole lot to talk about. Talk about... Uh, but I really want to thank you guys for the support, and I really appreciate it. Uh, so here's it's gonna be the schedule on Friday. Friday, I'm going to be posting my predictions for the Super Bowl. Gonna be breaking down both teams. It's 
teams in it and then tell you who I think is going to win. Hopefully I get it correct. Uh, my AF, if for the AFC championship or not, or the NF for the NFL championship conference championships, I unfortunately went 0 and 2. I got to redeem myself. A lot of people, I got a lot of hate for that. Uh, and that's my fault. I, I didn't, I picked the wrong team. Sometimes you, you win some and you lose some, but, but my goal is to get the Super Bowl correct. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'll be back on Friday. Friday. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. There. And. And enjoy this week of football. This weekend for football. I'll be. Uh, make sure you check back on Friday or Saturday for, for my podcast. Cast, enjoy the Super Bowl. If you if you if you don't get a chance to watch it or or listen to my podcast, yes, it's the last game of the season, and we have eight whole months. Except, maybe not fully. We might only have to wait uh, a week or two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, the FCS, I believe, is starting football. I might talk a little bit about that. That uh, gives gives me something to talk about. I'll be. Uh, for my college podcast, cast it's kind of hard in the off season because besides transfers and coaching moves, it it can be there's not a whole lot of news. So maybe I'll talk about a little bit about that, and and yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Again, make sure you guys are staying safe out there, and again, again. Hail State and go Bills.